all the, the the mayor saying we don't see any cause that we must shut the air cage. We hear a guy doesn't like it. Yeah, Delta House, Delta House. Yeah, right. But he's like, but that doesn't, you know, we'll be watching you. Now we gotta go. The uh, community theater needs the stage for our house, our town. This guy looks like the greatest American hero after he fell on his face a couple of times. <laughs> He's a pretty ugly great, greatest American hero. That guy was like... William Kitt's a good-looking man. This guy is not. Aw, dead rat. Yeah, what they're trying to do now is say, we'll have you shut down from the health commission when we plant dead rats in your arcade. That's disgusting. What, did I have been carrying a dead rat around with me until this moment? Usually Act 3 is the time for the court courtroom trial like they just had. Not in this movie. In this movie, it's like a plot point of Act 2. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I really think this movie is running out of steam. There's nothing more they can do to this. Has they, have they shown boobs? No. Have they shown There's been so many boobs. How many boobs do you think we've seen so far? Actually, Mike, you know what's funny? It's always the same two girls. They show out their boobs throughout the film, but You're it's right. always the same two girls. You're right. The video girls don't show their boobs. So we see four tits displayed 80 times. Okay, now they're having a contest thing. Like, I'll, I'll take you on. They're doing the Pac-Man thing again. Well, it's all settled in, shall we say, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning? Breakfast first. Okay, calm okay. down, Bush, man. You're in training. Yeah. No two. All right. Now, huh? You sure you know where that slob kid lives? <laughs> so Never gets they now just made a contest. Your best player against mine, and what they're going to go is go kidnap his best player. No. That means you don't really need to call him fat slob, right? No, we're talking Dorfus. Dorfus, yes, Dorfus. Which is weird because it's not a dork. Dorf. I've been called a dork. Dweeb. Yeah. Uh, doofus. Doof. Yeah, see, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, like doofus. Dorfus sounds like doofus. Dork? It's like a mixture of doofus and dorkus. But you know, a dork is a peepee, right? I don't think of a peepee when I see Dorfus. <laughs> No, I do think of a doofus. Dork will will give his seat up to a pregnant lady, but Dorfus would ignore her and keep going. Dork <laughs> would be friendly to his grandmother, but Dork, don't you ever read that comic strip? Yes. Yes. Dorfus. Dork and doofus. <laughs> Dork and doofus. Okay. Truth is, I don't. I mean, I read the comics in our Sunday paper, but you don't read the comics in in, in Boy's Life. You don't read True Scout Adventures. Did you know that some scout was like walking and he tripped and he was able to rescue himself? It's rescue true. himself? No, I didn't. Well, I mean, he well usually he rescues like this. Usually a story of like a Boy Scout on a hike and he rescues somebody. Or he gets into trouble and he uses his skills to save himself. And it's a one-page cartoon in Boy's Life. Okay, wait. I have to tell you a plot point, okay? Because it's Act 3 now. Yeah, all right. They're going to have the big contest, but Doofus is missing because he's been kidnapped. 
So now our hero has to be the one to play the game. Luke, I but see the more thing moves. Is, you never play moves. a game. I see and it's moves. because he had this girlfriend and like there was some traumatic event that had to do with video games. And now, even though he used to be the greatest player in the world, he can't play anymore because of the trauma with the girlfriend. You see, he's telling his heart, pouring his heart out now. So we're going to do a Rocky going into training thing in which he gets it back. So video games have only existed for eight months. Yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of the first eight, the first month, he got his heart broken, and he, then he retired. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's been almost six weeks. <laughs> they still have this asteroid. Once again, look at that kid's face. He's not a nerd. He's like a really cool kid who's in nerd clothing. He keeps saying that. Why do you keep saying that? Look at this. Oh, this is his This is with the girlfriend. You see all those candles? What a fire hazard, right? Yeah, but she's topless. That's the third woman. Unless it's the same woman. You're right. That's not the same one. And I, w- I was interrupting you earlier just because I wanted you to note the uh, posters on the walls of, of random topless girls. So it's not just the human beings in this movie. No, it's... This is the old girlfriend, and he's going to have a trauma event, and he can't play video games anymore. So basically what we're doing is, as a 1980s audience, we're getting to see sexual things, which pornography gives us today. Well, you know, it's important. I know the kids learn about porn and how to make love on on RedTube, but we watched it through these movies, and it's very important to rub your nipples together in an embrace. The truth is, I didn't know what you were supposed to do, right? right? I always saw, like, implications and kissing in movies and nakedness and then it would like turn away to the okay that's the dad and you see the trauma's happening right happening right now but he's fake punching her he's slapping his hand near his face ouch i got smacked goodness that sounds like a trauma that means you couldn't play anymore it's just so shit up <laughs> so stupid it's so be movie your girlfriend's topless and her dad walks Are you there, That's Mike? awkward. <laughs> All right, let's look here. Let's... You can count on me, Jeff. There we go. Now we're going to see our Rocky Make montage. Sure you only have a limited number. Use them sparingly. I don't know why sit-ups would get you ready for video game playing. He's reading them the the manual. I know, it's so funny. Those goofy, like, 80s uh, official magazines. Oh, these are cool, these handheld Pac-Man machines. They still sell them. Nurture is a good coach. He's nurturing him. Oh, okay. It's time to go to the joystick. Oh, no, Eugene. I don't think I can do it. Bailey, get up there and do it. It's ridiculous that they're in the back room of the place. And they're like, okay, wait here a minute. I'll be right back. And they're in there for 45 minutes doing... But what's even weirder is that nerd, the nerd guy... Eugene it's fake to, Pac-Man again. Look, he's kneeling towards the screen of the, of the game. What a rip-off that is. 
That's a weird. I don't understand why Midway permitted that. Yeah, they used a total Pac-Man ripoff in a game that was endorsed by Pac-Man in a movie. He's physically, mentally ready. All right. Okay, there we go. So you see that bird on the right side? That is from a game called Phoenix. Yeah, that's a real game, but... Yeah, Phoenix. Oh, no, it's just their symbols for some reason. No, but that, that bird is from the game Phoenix. It's a monster you shoot. They don't this is lo- see, that bird is up there. This is long before Twitter. Okay. It's the Phoenix bird. I don't think you're hearing me. All right. Carl, can you hear me? I do hear you. How right. are you? All right. Here we go. We're playing the final match. Super Pac-Man. Super. Mm-hmm. Come on. Concentrate. Big load. Big load. Come on, everyone, please. Come on. What do we See, he's remembering the trauma. This can't be him. He's like, it's coming back to the Mean dad. All right, so the sequel's to Pac-Man. It was Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man. Super Pac-Man. There was Professor Pac-Man, which was a trivia game. There was Mr. and Mrs. Pac-Man. There's Kidnapped uh, Dwarf There's Baby Pac-Man, which was half pinball machine, half video game. It was Paclandia, which I really like, which is basically... There was Baby Pac-Man? Yeah, Baby Pac-Man was a half pinball machine, half video game. So uh, you would play pinball, and then the ball would go into a hole, and then the screen would activate, and you'd play Pac-Man. There's Pac-Mania. That's how they kidnapped him? They put bacon in his mouth and tied him yeah, up with... Yeah, and he's uh, tied up. He's not even tied up. Now, here is the mom. Yes. And I don't understand the plot point, but she just now woke up and she's horny. Well, Doesn't make sense, but... She just she just randomly sleep-slept with him. Uh, oh, yeah. He was flatulent, and she associates that with sex because of the dream. It's stupid. Anyway, now he's going to be like, if you let me go, I'll get four or five studs, and we'll all do you. And she's like, oh, yes. <laughs> Super Pac-Man. Super Pac-Man. Got to fire, hit the fire button. Pew, pew. For what? Hit the fire button. That's what they do. Wow. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Wacka, wacka, wacka. Super Pac-Man's kind of fun. It's weirder. Yay. You're down to your last man. How did they hook up these video machines so that... Uh, okay, here's the mayor, right? And so... Uh, the mayor's hanging out. Our there. hero says to our nerd friend, I make you ambassador of the video arcade. Go take care of the mayor. And so that's what the nerd does. And he gives him free tokens. Oh. And the mayor gets to try the games. And of it's course, he loves them. them. So now he's all for the arcade. He was pressing a button on the joystick. Oh, Hello, Mr. The assistant Mayor. manager here at the ah, establishment. <laughs> yeah, can I help you? Uh, oh, no, thank you, Gene. I just thought I'd come down here and have a cordial look around for myself. Uh-huh. Yes, well, then as a way of making you feel welcome, can I present Here's you a free token? So you can play the games. Oh, these games. Let me play. Sure, I love a prostitute. No, sir, sir. To- oh, I couldn't. I can. All right, just one prostitute. Sir, for the last time, they're just... It's like having only one Dorito. You can't. Gotta lay them all. 
Oh, he's playing. He explains what tokens are. Instead of quarters, we use these. Oh, that is, oh, that's Gorf. This is one of my favorite games. So, Gorf is G-O-R-F, and it was, which spelled backwards is Frog, and it has four different styles of Pac-Man, of uh, Space Invaders. So, the first board is like Space Invaders, the second one is like... So, he's basically teaching them how to play, and he's going to fall in love with it. Hey, there you go. All right. Okay, so that's all it takes. Now he's going to become addicted. Oh, come on, you can do it. What's the matter, Bailey? Well, See, they're pushing it? the fire buttons for no reason. Also, these games don't last more than two minutes. Back to Dorfus, Dorfus. Right. Marathon experience. <laughs> Unlike anything you've had before. Oh, all these this is unlike anything I've had before. <sighs> yes, yes, but but what I'm talking about is your wildest fantasies come to life. Oh. Yes. We'll meet again tonight. Oh. And I will have other young strong bodies with me. Oh. Yes, and even even some. I know you're not going to believe this. Better than this is so bad. It's not believable she's, yes. you know, yes, be buying his bullshit. Right. Yeah, he's tied up on the be- on the couch. Like, how... how the he- whole premise is skewed and wrong. I mean, she wouldn't be this horny for what? Well, she's, she's a guy? She's married to Cho Dunn. This guy must be... She associates farting with sex. John, John's getting sick. Sick of it. Even though he's uh, Pac-Man's eating coffee. I win again. Mayor's into it. Mayor's into it. He's lowering his tie. He's See, playing Galaxia. That's Dwarf. That's Dwarf. Galaxia. That's Dwarf, but he's playing Galaxia. Henchmen on the scene. Well, they let everybody in this arcade. <laughs> Mike, maybe I have to call back. Maybe you can't hear me. No, I hear you, Carl. Oh, there you are. There you are. Okay. This game now, is I so don't know cool. why, but the whole crowd is like draggy ass. Like they're tired of it. They're tired of it too. They yeah. They're playing the same Apple board over and over again. You're down to your last man. Doesn't when Pac-Man die, he looks like your wallet being thrown to the ground. Rip, rip, rip. Oh, I got a pocket full of quarters and I'm headed to the arcade. I got Pac-Man fever. Pac-Man fever. Going out of my mind. Going out of my mind. That's a Ted Nugent song, right? No, it's a group called Buckner and Garcia. And they had a whole album of video game songs. They had Uh Come On, Come On, and Do the Donkey Kong. Here comes evil Otto. Press the fire. Okay, here comes Dorfus. He escaped. Together we shall win. I think I'm going berserk. I think I'm losing my mind. All right. Dorfus is like, let me in, let me in, tap me in, tap me in. They're going to switch horses in the middle of a race. That's really bad because the stream will carry the horses away. Wait, now what? he decides he sees him playing since the trauma and he's like you know what 
You got it, bro. You need the help. Overcome your phobia yeah. of playing video games. The worst phobia of them all. <laughs> You've got bleep blorka. Oh, a phobia. He, he's a, he has bleep blorka, yeah. Look at him pushing the button. Nobody knew what Pac-Man was. Well, you got to press the button, man. Also, it's important to stretch every vein in your neck while playing video games. That way you know you're, you're playing hard. Hey, the crowd's interested again. They're coming alive. I like that. Where's John Greer? Where's that blonde Breyer? guy? There's that guy. The guy with the V-deck shirt. He's fucking great. He's like, I'm a surfer, dude. Look at him. He's in every shot. I would like to see Wacko. That seems kind of like... Look how freaking out he... Look how disappointed he is. He's just like... Joe Don's losing it. Oh, God! No, wait! Does that mean I don't did my own video game? No! No! It's exactly what it means. He didn't win. Yeah, right. He got off. Yep. How do they hook up a video arcade to play from a giant joystick on the ground and then... Listen, you two idiot henchmen. What are you two henchmen doing? I'm playing Dorgorf. I like this stuff. Mayor, you idiot. There was a sequel to Gorf. There was a sequel to Gorf that never got released. It was called Ms. Gorf. It's really important to uh, highlight... Have a close up of someone's eyes when they're playing video games. Look at that apple. Yep. You like those apples? Board seven. How do you like those apples? How do you like them apples? Yay, yay, me, me. Look, I'm acting. But the game's still going. The game's still going. I I had a quarter in there. And roll them. You two idiots. Henchman, I'm going to toss you into one of my hands. I'm going to choke you individually. I'm going to bonk your heads together. Oh, here comes I'm going to smack you into the stripe. Does this mean we don't get the video machines for the tent? Why can't my daddy be like everybody else's and stay him in barbecue? She's great. I like the daughter. Why can't my daddy be like all other daddies? and can stay home in barbecue. Just be the idiot daddy like every other daddy. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the arcade. E? Okay. There's, look, he's now at the point of bonking their head. I know, it's so <laughs> funny. I hate when people do that. Okay, life. here's Grandpa, okay? He's Jeff, the what? money behind oh, the video. Grandpa, you missed it. I was able to play again. It was so great. Oh, that's wonderful, Jeff. That's wonderful. And I got more wonderful news for you. I've been looking for a friend of yours, and I found her. It's Trauma Girl! Bring those boobs over here. Yeah, it's kind of hard to look at her with her shirt on. Like, I kind of recognize her. I am so jealous! This guy. It looks like the the nurse, the sexy nurse. You know, like, that's my nurse. This guy needs to get laid. Everyone laughs the nerd again. Oh, yeah, he's groping the girl. 
this, I guess. Somebody gotta get this boy laid! <laughs> now they're going to the motel to get him laid! Wait, what's this has to do about video games? Carl, Carl, the movie's over. We're done. This is about... There's no more video games. video games. I know he's going to have to get laid, but this has nothing to do with Super Pac-Man. So let's uh, cut the show short now. How much time do we have left in this movie? Fuck, you better get laid. He has like three minutes. Time for love stuff. There he is, the not nerd. Hello, and it's baby. Mrs. Cool. Bad Guy. Mrs. Rudder. Um... I'm Eugene Groby, and um, I'd like you to meet Simba. Oh, Losing his virginity. I love it. Like, oh, let me stop. The moral of the story is you get laid. Oh, look, Scott McGinnis. Scott McGinnis. Not the brother. Not the brother. He's not Ted McGinley's brother. Scott McGinnis is someone else. Morgan Lofting, that's Mrs. Rudder. Artie is John Deal. John Deal is a director. He's a writer. He wrote, uh, shit, that Linda Florentino movie. Stunt double. What stunts did they do? Oh, they went through, they were hanging from a window? Right. Okay, here's the music. Joysticks, ball and chain, hooked, canaries, all the same people. Listen, I listened to the music and it was pretending to be Devo half the time. The other half of the time was pretending to be like 80s, what's that big sound they used to do? Like, Eye of the Tiger, you know, that kind oh, of yeah. song. Oh, yeah, like uh, Frank Stallone. Video, uh, Survivor. Survivor. Vidiot, down at the arcade. Bill Scott. It sounded like um, the tubes, a lot of the oh, yeah. soundtrack. That's, that's, you know, we, we are familiar with the tubes. They popped up in... Uh, Did I lose you again, Mike? No, I'm talking in the mic. Can you hear me, Carl? Ah, there you are. I do, I do. Okay. Well, let's... So, a good choice, uh, a very appropriate snapshot of its day. It's respectful that all the video games were authentic, I and we had some good performers in there. Yeah. Some good stories. And you know what? It reminds me of the time that you and I uh, got our friend laid. We went over to a hotel room where a woman was waiting. We let him as he ushered him through the door, and we closed it. He, uh, he and the woman connected, and then we, on the other side of the door, laughed, high-fived, and said, What do you want to do now? <laughs> And we said, why don't we vomit in buckets because of what we've done with our lives? Well, that was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Joy Six. There you go. You know, I've actually uh, done this for Bad Movie Night at the Dark Room. I've co-hosted this and riffed on this movie before. And uh, they showed this movie here at the station. Uh, you know, Carl, speaking of the station, uh, if you are around or if you are listening, we're our third, annu- third annual Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Coming right up. It's coming right up. It's March 1st uh, through the 5th. There's like 25 shows. You just pay, come by here, see it live. You can listen to it here on the station. Tons of comedians from all across the country. Uh, check it out. I'm hoping that we'll get some comedians to come by our show to be guests. Uh, and uh, so you can find more information at mutinyradio.fm. Carl, I'm going to... I, I want to play the trailer to next week's movie. Carl, can you hear me? 
Well, I don't hear you well. Like, you fade in and out. I hear you wrapping up, and I think you're like, where can people find you? But I can't really, I don't know, I'm fading in and out. Oh, I didn't ask where people could find you. Uh, I was going to play the trailer to the next movie. Oh, okay. Okay, what's the next movie going to be called? Uh, which is the next movie that you've chosen? Okay, this is a movie from 19... Uh, no, from 2014. It's uh, called Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. So let's watch the trailer to that. Okay, here we go. It's from 2014, and the name again? Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas. You ready? Kurt Cameron's... Yeah, Saving Christmas. So it's saving what? Christmas. Fuck. Christmas. Christmas. Okay, got it. Jesus, fuck. All right, hang on. Here we go. A lot of talking in this movie, Carl. You're going to have to be on your ball watching this. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Hey, uh, where's Christian? How's he doing? Is he okay? Oh, he's fine, really. He's just, he's just not into Christmas this year, that's all. By all the commercialism and those who want to replace Merry Christmas with Happy Holidays or Season's Greetings, whatever that means. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. Newsflash, not in the Bible. That's a pagan idol symbol. Was the winter solstice. Jesus was not born in December. That's exactly what the Druids did. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. And guess what? Santa got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, rolling, 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 and took took it. Isn't it time somebody spoke up? Everything you see inside there, it's all about Christmas. It's all about Jesus. You love Christmas and you want it to be all about what it's all about. This Christmas, dive headfirst into all of the joy, the dancing, the celebration, the feasting, the imagination, and traditions that glorify the true reason for the season. my family and together let's put Christ back into Christmas you want to put Christ back into Christmas no presents boom boom not about you go to church boom yeah you want to go to sleep early so you can wake up and just get the presents midnight mass I'm talking this is like a this really year. really interesting choice well, this Kirk movie came Cameron. out in 2014, and there is a free copy on YouTube. So if it's still there in seven days, that's the film we're doing. If you guys want to, if you've seen it and you wanted to hear it discussed, my brother on his podcast, Proudly Resents, had a live show in New York City where him and Jimmy Pardo talked about the movie. I would check it out at proudlyresents.com. Uh, Carl, where can people see you? Um, well, February 23rd, I'll do five minutes of comedy in Scotty's, the Comedy Cove. And then on March 4, a Sunday, I'll be doing a youth hostel in New York City. Those are the best shows. I love doing youth hostel comedy shows because they're so fucking young and cute. They're young. 
And it's a private place. No one else can go in there. So you're doing like a cool private show. Carl. Yes. That is cool. Doing a youth hostel is cool. I, I, I guess you just keep fading in and out. Where are people going to see you? I don't know. But I want to play your new theme song. You ready? Okay. Let's you try. You got it? Yeah. I'm Ladies gonna, and gentlemen, uh, revealed. First right. time. Let's see if this works. Watch. A full-length movie. All right. Bye, Carl. On with my bye, Mike. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark, kissing on a lark, and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. Ah, let's watch a full-length movie. of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> hey, everybody. Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program we interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the sea of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can 
listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you.
Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese and home decor items and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs go to timstesseract.com read fiction about the future of san francisco after the water wars of 2121 in jane six ask a jedi for important life hacks eat flesh with the bear exoskeleton contessa and check your horror horoscope on horoscopia updated Every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, six to eight on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant and 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. Theater.
Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Muni Radio at muniradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Yeah, still having some. All right. Okay. <laughs> and now here we go. The Dead Kennedy is with Take This Job and Shove It. <laughs> Take this job and shove it. I ain't working no more. Come on, take this call to be started with this call. You see that guy just came away just walking out the door. Take this job and shove it and we ain't no more. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working no more. Come on, take this call to be started with this call. You see that guy just came away just walking out the door. Take this job and shove it and we ain't no more. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no 
It's 8 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. What it do? Fibbity-dee. Exciting stuff happening here at 21st and Florida in the Mission District 278 121st Street. We're going to have a really great comedy show. I'm going to start it out. We're, again, waiting for the throngs of people. We have... A real audience member tonight, so everybody is going to be excited that they can tell their jokes to a person, yay, that braved this smoky weirdness. Hey, enjoy the dulcet tones of Floating Goat while we prepare ourselves for the amazing Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! That's how you do it when you don't have a board op. You just like stop the music and run around and go, woo, time to do comedy. Yay. Clap it up for yourselves, Lenny and Roman. We can start, We can. you guys should start your own sitcom. It'll be like, instead of Lenny and Squiggy, it'll be Lenny and Roman. Better looking than those weirdos anyways. Uh, yeah, that's them. I, I don't know why they are always biting their fists. I'm like, what does that even mean? Showing my age here on Pemtasis Comedy Clubhouse. Hey, everybody, you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host for tonight, Pam Benjamin. I'm doing, I'm going to warm you up. You feel, you feel, it's cold out there. I'm really enjoying the smoke because it makes it feel like old school San Francisco fog, doesn't it? Like during the day, everyone's like, <laughs> I can't. But at night, people are like, yeah, I'm drinking and smoking. It's fine. It's like old school San Francisco fog. It's just a throwback. It's just our perception as to how Clay Newman understands the world. What? Good stuff. Here we are at the clubhouse. Uh, yeah, I've I've been having... Um, I'm really bummed that I quit smoking four months ago because, <laughs> exactly, like, I quit smoking and now I'm just going to start smoking again because it's healthier. I, you know what? Here's the thing. If I'm going to breathe shitty air, I at least want to get high off it. You know what I mean? Like, feels good on the inside. I like it. I'm going to go, next week I get to go to Little Rock, Arkansas and breathe. It's going to be really nice. But I'm really nervous about like breathing like this, the, the external air of Republicans. You know like how Republicans are breathing out and I have to breathe in. Like we have to share the same air and I just don't know if that's going to like change my genetic makeup if I'm going to want to stop having abortions after going to Little Rock, Arkansas. Like I've, I've breathed the same air they have. Am I going to is it going to change me? I don't know. I guess they seem like... 
I did a lot of research on Little Rock, Arkansas. They seem like nice people in that they really love families and alcohol. And one of my favorite <laughs> things I read online is people in Arkansas really like family gatherings. And one thing you'll note about people in Arkansas is there is more alcohol than food at family gatherings. And they're proud of this on websites. So I am stoked to go to Little Rock, Arkansas. Also, weed is medicinal now, so I can like bring cookies there and not feel like I'm going to get arrested. <laughs> well, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen in Little Rock, Arkansas? I don't know. They don't. They don't. Obviously, they don't listen to this yet. We'll see after that. If I'm going to make so many fans out there, but doing all my Jesus material, finally someone will understand my Bible jokes because they actually read the Bible. Out here, I can't do any Bible jokes because you've got to give like a TED talk before you give the joke because people are like, <laughs> Esther and Ruth, who the fuck are they? And I'm like, I have a great feminist joke about Esther and Ruth. And here they're like, fucking done. We have no idea who those people are. Hadassah. <laughs> Esther. Her name was Hadassah. She saved the entire Jewish people. How did Esther save the entire Jewish people? Was she clever? Was she great at puzzles? Was she an orator? Nay. She had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. She was so Jewy that they changed her name from Hadassah to Esther. They were like, you are hot, but Hadassah is not hot. <laughs> Esther, however, hot name. Go for it, girl. Hot rack, don't look Jewy. Feminism in the Bible. Loving it. I think they're gonna get thank you. I think they're gonna get it in Little Rock. They'll like, they'll like, I'll start it. They'll be like, ah, we read the Bible. Ah, it's one of the only and women know how to read. Oh, it's witchcraft. And this it's the Bible. It's it's good. I can I don't know. I'm so worried about going there because I feel like we're so different. But if I go there and I shit on San Francisco, they'll like me. So it's like, that's just, it's like, I just have to talk about how pretentious I am. I mean, I do have an MFA in poetry, so fuck me, right? <laughs> I go to, go to Little Rock, Arkansas, and be like, because I spent full years getting an MFA in poetry. And they're like, I'm a metal worker. <laughs> Let's relate. How much do you like the British Baking Show? Ah, I love it. Is that how we're going to connect? I'm going to be like, Netflix is the way we're going to connect because Netflix shapes all our lives. And I just finally saw him. You know, that feminism is on Netflix. He's called Feminism, What Were They Thinking? And I'm like, I know, right? But finally, feminism exists because it's on Facebook. I mean, Netflix. Whatever. Either way, they make us feel shitty about ourselves. I just joined Instagram this week, and I'm like, oh, another platform to make me feel like a pile of shit? Ha 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 Great! I thought that Facebook was enough to make me want to kill myself, but now I have another platform to feel like a dick. Woo! Social media is so against the soul. <laughs> like if you have a soul and I feel like social media chips away at your soul. It's like I had a soul. I was and then it's like the more of your soul you show British baking show. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Kim Joy. I'm really sad she didn't win. I did. I'm sorry. Oh my god, I just ruined it for everyone. If anyone hasn't watched season 6 yet, I'm such a dick. I was really rooting for Kim Joy. She cried. She cried more than anybody. 
<laughs> right? Like I, I was surprised. The thing is, the thing, the reason I love the British Baking Show is it exactly the opposite of American reality TV. No one hates each other. Like nobody's backstabbing or like everyone's fucking nice, and they're making delicious foods and why as Americans were we taught that British people have shitty food that is lies what is happening they have all the cakes and all the foods and we're like fuck you and your bullshit and it's like why what because we're American because we came from you because we're like white like you but not as good or at slavery like I don't know how that worked but they gave up slavery first so it's cool like we were good at it after them I guess Bangladesh. Isn't that modern day slavery? I love saying the word Bangladesh. <laughs> Why do babies' pants have pockets? I know that's I just I'm just wondering like I'm just I just get really high and I'm like that's the thing is that people in Bangladesh are making baby pants and they make cargo pants with six pockets on them and there's a lady like sewing on a machine six pockets on a baby's pants what are the butts the baby putting in the pockets dirt they can't even put their own hands in their own pockets it's just it's just like it's style for no one like what are we I finally figured out what to put in the baby's pockets that's where I put my drugs it's like the ba- it's the only safe place from a baby because the baby understands the mechanics of zippers so my backpack's not safe like the baby could just grab the drugs out at any time but their own pockets absolutely safe also the police will never search a baby I feel so comfortable with drugs on a baby. Such a safe place. I love drugs. Weed is not a drug. And babies supposedly don't have an endocannabinoid system, so they could eat all the all the weed they want and nothing would happen. It would just be like they just poop it out. It would just be like a waste of weed. So why would you want to do that? Hide it on the baby. Don't put it in your backpack. Da-na-na-na. This is my second TED talk of the night talking about babies and drugs. All right, let's uh, let's end my bullshit and get on with the stuff. We sing a little song here. Oh, you can, if, if you want to clap, you can clap. Yay! I got to go through and listen to that and see if I swore because I'm trying to do clean material to prepare for Little Rock, Arkansas. Because I I'm trying to I'm trying to veer away from words like cunt face, <laughs> and you know, the usual things I put in my set. No abortion jokes. No, no cunt face stuff. Good, great, awesome. You're scaring me, Justin, with the mask. I feel like you are Bane, and and that I'm 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 Batman. I'm not Batman. Isn't one of them. It's Spider Man. Spider Man is the. I'm nervous. No, he's just hanging out with his creepy mask on. No, he's a great, he's a funny comedian. He's just freaking me out right now. That's all. Uh, we're gonna sing a song. If you know how it goes, sing along. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. It's not the weed, it's the air. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Are we okay tonight?
tonight with everybody smoking pot inside? Is anybody allergic to You have a mask on, so you're fine. Everybody else is okay with smoking pot inside tonight? Are we okay with that? Good. We're going to do that. If you have a problem with it, just tell us and we'll stop doing it. But honestly, like the air quality with weed is better than the air quality outside. So we're all going to survive. <laughs> Everything will be okay. Uh, I don't know if we want to like Rosham or figure it out or how we want to do it. We got three comics on the bill right now that are here. There's six supposedly total, but <laughs> Roman Leo looks like he's, he raised his hand. He wants to go first. Yay! Long sets. Um, I'm in it when I, when I take a picture of you with the iPad because I just joined um, Instagram this week. <laughs> that's, that's when you know that I've sold out and that you're going to be on Mutiny Radio's Instagram, which I never wanted to do. I swear to you, I never wanted to do it. And they're making me, the world is making me adjust and I fucking hate it. But I love your next comedian and he's going to make you laugh and you guys are going to love it. Put your hands together for Roman Leo! Yeah! All right, I'm selling air filters. This is the last one at Home Depot, everybody. Just stop by if you want a uh, FPR 9 filter at uh, seven times the original price. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I'm going to make a cool box filter fan uh, out of that thing when I get home. You just strap some duct tape to a fan, and then you filter, and then the room is safe or something. I think it... Um, it uh, helps with just like the anxiety, like the placebo thing. You know what I mean? Right? I imagine anxiety causes inflammation and my brain is just, you know, that's what's been wrong all these years, right? More kale directly. I want to inject kale directly into my brain to reduce depression, maybe get a, a new, new tattoo. Anybody got a suggestion for a tattoo that'll cover up depression? Um, <laughs> It's a loud Michael's phone stand. Um, whoo, there's, yeah, the audience isn't Mike, so I'm going to have to laugh at my own jokes while I'm saying them. It's kind of like a Kenny, a Kenny G kind of situation. You know what I mean? Like, nose laughs with uh, Roman Leo. The apocalypse is outdoors, as usual. <laughs> Fuck the 1%, man. They got to be really upset about all the expensive houses that they bought in the middle of an apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, we're so sad. We have to leave on our private jets. Um, <laughs> right? It's, uh, that's always fun. Uh, sorry for not looking directly at any of you guys for too long, but it's creepy. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just starts to seem weird. Like, if I just lock eyes with somebody in the room, eventually they're just like, why the fuck is he looking at me? I'm like, I don't know. I'm talking to you. You know, right? Like, there should be, like, a reason not to, you know... It's not like there's any women making eye like, whew, you know, like that I understand. But, you know, sometimes when I perform stand-up comedy, I don't even remember any men's faces. I just notice the women. So I'm like, ah, can't look at her. Can't look at her. No, I'm kidding. That's weird. Uh, why would I ever talk about current day sexual politics? Um, I'd make a joke about stealing the tip jar if it hadn't happened so many times already. Uh <laughs> You know, now it's like, oh, you know, some jokes are just too sad. You can't make them. Tip jar jokes. Um, I wonder what kind of electric scooting device that was that just went by. Is that a motorcycle? I want to get a motorcycle, but um, 
I'm just going to lay it down. You know what I mean? I'm like, you ever, cause every time, like, I, I know I don't want to get a motorcycle cause I've been, I've been renting those electric scooters around town. And every time I do, I'm carrying like two bags of groceries and, uh, trying to control the throttle, uh, and do curbs all at once. It's very difficult. You guys, is anybody else? Like I hang my like bag over the handles of the thing. And then I got two other bags in my arms and stuff or whatever. And then I go over a fucking hill and those things do not take hills very well. You're very like, so I'm kicking with three bags up the hill, dropping fucking pinto beans and rice or whatever everywhere. Maybe some frozen vegetables. Uh, fuck if I, you know, have never been able to carry a $9 bottle of olive oil on an electric scooter. That's impossible. Anyway, so you're kicking over the hill and then it's, and then, and those things, you know, I'll ride them in the middle of the street, but the potholes are not, that's fucking scary as fuck. I have a friend who claims that he separated his shoulder riding an electric scooter. Anyway, um, the details of it was that I wanted a motorcycle, but I'm like, I've almost killed myself on these little electric scooters so many times. It's not, I feel like it's unwise. And then I would just be riding the motorcycle on the sidewalk with all these bags of groceries and not having a free hand to control the motorcycle. Anything? Um, prepared material. No. Hey, what's up, Sabrina? Um, uh, so I'm divorced. Uh, uh, I mean, can you see it in my face? Is it? Uh, when I moved, I moved back from the divorce. Uh, I got the, brought the child's Ikea mattress. I was like, I'm taking something. Um, and just slept on the floor at, uh, my stuttering comedian friend's house for, she says six months. I say it was three because I was only there half the time. Um, you know, anyway, joke. <laughs> ah, um, the point sleeping on a floor at somebody's house. It's great. You can play that game where you like jerk off on weed supplements. And then next morning you're like, where did I finish that jerk off? You know what I mean? Just find that somewhere in the apartment. I know I fell asleep at some point. Didn't I? Maybe I was on Ambien sleeping pills. That's what that joke was about a long time ago. But anyway, so no, I don't do, we, I, I love Ambien cause it'll just d delete like nine seasons of, uh, um, the awful show with Ted Danson that's on the, ugh. you know what I mean? Damn, yeah, like the, the laptop is still open, but you can't remember any of the TV you just watched. So I like Ambien, but, but weed, brown, weed, uh, like a bunny ear from a weed cookie that will make me like go into a paranoid psychosis of 45 minutes in the bathroom, trying to figure out some hair follicles or genital warts. You know what I mean? Like that kind of high where you're like, should I put the blanket over me or take off my shoes? I don't know. I'm just going to lie here. So fantastic erection. Um, just lying there on the floor on the eight year old's Ikea mattress and divorced and, uh, trying to go to sleep. And I got my dental pints in there so I don't suffocate cause I'm old, right? You got to have your sleep apnea and potential sleep suffocation. And, uh, I shit you not, the, my friend's landlord was drunk and then fell through the, he was trying to get into his apartment. He fell through the front window, front glass, smashed the, into the apartment while I was sleeping there. Like a guy came through the window. It's like midnight. I'm just high as fuck. And then screaming like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. But I have the dental appliance in. So it's like, what the fuck are you doing? 
you know, standing there in my boxers with an erection, and the the landlord's like, sorry, sorry, you know, I'm like, ugh, that is the worst apology. You know what I mean? If you're gonna learn to apologize in English, just please, just do better than sorry. <laughs> is that racist? Sometimes comedians will ask the crowd if something's racist, and then the crowd will respond. I take it a step further, and I'm like, is that a white supremacist? No. Um, <laughs> kidding. Kidding. I'm not. I just, uh, uh, I go to Modesto, and I uh, get uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Uh, all the guys in the bar look like me, but for real. It's uh, fucking weird. Um, ew. Waterford. It smells like shit out there, you guys. Um, sorry, Modesto. What, uh, uh, Fuck. What was the point of that story? It was... I'm divorced, I think. I'm almost 40. I'm 42. I wrote that joke 17 years ago. Anybody see that all-female reboot of Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters 2? I want to see an all-female reboot of me getting molested at camp. Is the original on video asked the man at the booth. I, I would, uh, that, wow. You know how long, see how slow my brain is? That it took me that long to figure out your fucking, I'm not quick, you guys. It turns out, I mean, they say you need to be like quick or witted or something or have like unwavering confidence to do stand-up comedy. But, you know, all I needed was 30% uh, off on Uber discount. I'm also selling a burner pan. Uh, this one is discounted. This is 50% off. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that fun? I got peanuts. I got everything. I want to, I want to buy like a, you know, a place to live. I think I'm going to get like, someday I'm going to move into a Toyota Yaris or, <laughs> or maybe a Mercedes if I want to live somewhere in style. The Yaris, I mean, you know, the Yaris, you'd think it's going to be cheaper, but I'm going to have to get my legs shortened in order to fit in there. <laughs> it is. I think it's a normal, in most cities, it would be psychosis to be constantly thinking about living outdoors and all your transition friends. But, you know, like, that's literally, literally what I think about every night. And it's not any better where I actually live um, with the other comedians. I live with five potheads and an alcoholic. What's the difference between a pothead and an alcoholic? I don't know. None of them do their dishes. They, uh, <laughs> the difference, they all do cocaine. It's not, there's no, I, I'm laying off drinking cause I got up, I was drinking with my roommate and I'll drink like seven on a Tuesday just to, you know, um, recover from the beginning of the week. But like if I drink with my roommate, we're up to like 50 beers a week. Anybody else? Like it's really easy to get there. Uh, and then it's like, we drink that much because he's an alcoholic. Uh, I'm a social drinker. I'm not going to let him just sit there and play video games and drink Coors Light by himself. You know what I mean? Like I am not an alcoholic. I do my dishes. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, so I'm divorced and, uh, which sucks because I mean, but statistically it's better to sleep alone. They've proven you get a better night's sleep when you're alone. And, uh, so I love my bed, but I, the one night stands are rough cause you got the arm falls asleep and then you're, you know, there's a cat and she's 
I've got allergies and the cat's trying to kill me. And then it's a one night stand. So there's like a strange dog in the bed, like staring at me. And I'm like, was that the dog there before the sex when I'm waking up right now in the squirt spot? Like, why do I have to sleep in the squirt spot? There's a towel right next to the bed. We, and she's like, no, if we use the towel, it kills the mood. And I'm like, do we have to be that spontaneous in the, I don't want to sleep in the squirt spot. So maybe, yeah, I love my bed sleeping alone. Um, my bed's like a fucking, just a fucking Python versus alligator of just pleasure. You know what I mean? We just, one of us is going to win and I end up with my head sticking through the box spring and, uh, you know, when I'm asleep, it's, uh, <laughs> I wonder if guys with erectile dysfunction, uh, if their other senses are heightened, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> If all of a sudden they're like really good at conflict resolution, <laughs> you know, and flossing. Are they good at, you know, reminding their, you know, people to floss? I don't have sex right now. We, we have, we have you flossed. You know, isn't that, wouldn't that be the worst person of all time? I don't have erectile dysfunction because uh, I have a vasectomy. And so it just makes everything better. You guys, I went in the doctor, uh, rubbed, uh, antibiotics betadine into my area for like 15 minutes uh i found out i was gay and then he cut me with a knife uh, <laughs> like how many of these have you done this is, you're really good he's like three thousand uh, scared me clay with the fucking hair halo i'm half <laughs> blind uh right so yeah I still, the thing about a vasectomy is I can't believe that women believe you when you say that you have one. It's like, there's no, why would you take my word? You know, like, it's not like my father's vasectomy where he would just tell everybody at last call, or I mean show, I have a vasectomy, and then he would show them, and it would be like, I put an extra knot in there, it'll never come undone. His dick is tied in the joke. That I make that. My dad taught me how to tie knots. He was like, extra, your shoes, right? He was so sweet. He taught me how to tie my shoes. And then he left, and I could not get those fuckers off. It was, um, right? Yeah. We have mice at our place. People come over to my place. They're like, what's that smell? I'm like, that's the smell of $320 a month. It's mostly it's marijuana smoke and an active sewage leak that allows us to live there. The mice, you put out the glue trap, the mouse gets caught in the glue trap. My roommate, Kevin, gets caught in the glue trap. <laughs> They're both crying. It's like, fucking, how are we going to have social change if you can't, if you're crying over the mouse? There was a woman on my block back in Ohio, 80 years old, a baby deer, a fawn, was eating her petunias. She got arrested and because she beat that deer to death with a shovel. Like, she came from a different time. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, Back then, the women, they went to like a two on things, and now they go to a seven. But like sometimes, just maybe pick up a shovel and let the anger out, and you'll just go to a two on things. You know what I mean? I get too angry. Like, I feel like I'm the guy that goes to a seven, like, and I'm just like, why can't I express anger ever? You know what I mean? And then I'm like, whoops, I yelled at three people this week. You know, like, it's just, there's a, I should just go to a two. I was I was standing out in front of the Maggie McGeary's bar and saving a parking spot for my roommate because we've been circling half an hour in North Beach and I asked four comedians to help me save this parking spot because it's like douche town and I was like and they all immediately just started telling me no don't do that and I'm like I'm trying to save a parking spot for a friend you know like I understand it's for a friend though right and then this guy in a Mercedes drives up and he wants to park there and I was like dude I've been circling friend 
and then he's got angry at me and and lurched his mercedes at me and like kind of almost clipped me with his side mirror and i was just started screaming i was like you hit me you hit me right because he's in a mercedes and it's in north beach and uh and then he he got fr- that was like so i won the argument and <laughs> And the guy had a sense of humor about it because he was Middle Eastern and he said, uh, I will behead you and then drove off. It was a, that's a literal true story. <laughs> sounds racist. <laughs> but, you know, if I had said that he had a curvy sword, then it would have been racist. But it's just a true story. And then there's like four comedians and they're all like, don't do that, Roman. What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm saving a parking spot for a friend. So, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just like a white woman telling me not to save a parking spot. I understand the barbecue Becky thing now. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it's entitlement. You know, can I just scream at people in the street? I'm outdoors. Right, and then we had a car after a party at my house. We had a car on fire because I lived in East Oakland, and uh, somebody set a car on fire. And I was like, "Where is barbecue Becky when we need her?" Thank you guys very much. Uh, sorry if I went too long. Roman Leo, get your electric range chip bowl and your new air filter yes for safety yay yay Robin Leo he's divorced everybody did you hear that he is he is divorced I am too I'm divorced uh I I was actually a virgin till I got married and uh, I married a black guy and we were together for 13 years and then I left him and, uh, you know, he never let me have dildos or anything, but I thought that was just because we were like prude and both very religious before we got married or whatever. And then I, I came to San Francisco and I became the whore of Sodom and Gomorrah and I slept with my first white guy. And I was like, holy fuck, your dick is huge. And he was like, nah, six inches is pretty standard. And I was like, perspective. Sometimes stereotypes aren't real, you guys. I'm sorry. I love shitting on my ex-husband's dick. It really was. He was black and he was small. I just didn't know. My point is I didn't know it was small until I didn't know that dicks were more than one size. We didn't, we didn't watch porn together. So I had no idea. That's how they, that's, that's how the Christians keep their women dumb. They, they don't let them learn. That's like, that's the, it's just like the tree of knowledge. Once she eats the fruit, once she knows why there's dildos, like, ah, this is real. What? The whole world changes. Uh, like your lens will most likely be changed with your next comedian. Why? Because he's from LA. He's not like us. His air is clean and serviceable. We wouldn't have said that before. The women down there all wear bras. And makeup. It's, it's exciting in LA, I think. Put your hands together for Joe Faina! Keep it going for Pam, everybody, and yourselves. It's Troy to come up here from LA. Uh, I've been to San Francisco a bunch of times before, but I've never done comedy in San Francisco before. Like, I go up here for something else. And so, this is my first time I've done stand up in. San Francisco before and if you would have told me that it was going to look like this place 
I would have said, you're lying. No one actually lives like that. This has not disappointed. This has been so great so far. This is exactly what I imagined San Francisco alt shows are, and I could not be happier. And look at me, look at me like, yeah, that guy's from LA. And uh, I got a cat call today, though. Yeah. I got a cat call today. Still a guy. It was still dudes. It's still only dudes doing that. Uh, it's been happening a lot, to be honest. It's been happening a lot lately. A lot of men have been coming up to me on the street, crossing the street, offering unsolicited advice and compliments about my beard. <laughs> Just completely unprompted, totally unasked for, and I like it. <laughs> I do. I like it. I mean, I'm, look, I'm not going to be one of these comics that's up here uh, fishing for compliments, but I will accept them, and I do need them very badly. So, thanks, men. It's been happening a lot. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just so strange how often it's been happening because it's the complete opposite of the way it used to be. Like men are so comfortable. It's the one thing we're getting right. The only thing is that we're kind of better to each other when saying, hey man, you put some effort in. I like that. Uh, it's the only thing we're getting right. If you're the kind of person that I was, you went to the kind of high school where all of your friends were just daring each other to be gay. Right? I went to school in Southern California, and everyone there was just trying to trick each other into being gay, saying something gay, acting gay, right? Presenting all kinds of conundrums that you can't get your way out of. How much money would it take, bro? How much money would it take for you to suck a dick? And I always want to respond, I don't know, probably more money than you have right now, but uh, you can't say that. You got to give them a price, and I don't know what the market value is for that. I'm in high school. You got to figure your way out of that. You got to ask them a follow-up question instead to shut them up. Instead of giving them a price, that's what they want you to say, because no matter what the number is, they knew it. That means you're gay. So you got to do it the other way around. And I, when they say, how much money would it take for you to suck a dick? I say, well, is it your dick or can I pick which dick it is? <laughs> you ask them that, they don't know what to do. They're looking at you like, I don't know, bro, I guess, I guess you can pick which dick it's going to be, to which I always respond, cool, I pick yours then. And... <laughs> Shuts them right up. So, y'all can use that. I'm giving that to you the next time you're hanging out with high school kids. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you'd be doing in the daytime. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bald guy, but somehow the hairiest I've ever been. I did not expect that. My hair just moved to a different neighborhood and multiplied. I'm not even wearing a shirt. I'm just, my belly button wove this this morning. <laughs> and I just put it together. Took a class. <laughs> I am concerned I'm wearing too much denim. You are noticing that. Uh, I, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like whatever venom took and it takes over his body, like that's denim for me. I, I, I didn't plan on that. <laughs> uh, I'm a... Uh, yeah, I live in LA, and uh, I have, uh, you know, it's a, people say it's not a real city, 
right? You people, these people, you, you guys in New York, you guys are in agreement on that. Like, that's not the real town. We're a real town, right? LA is a uh, city, if you haven't been there a lot, it's like full of a bunch of different neighborhoods that are all kind of separate, but it's all like this general idea of this region. And it's a little immigrant neighborhood everywhere. And I think the neighborhood I'm living in is Little Scientology, uh, <laughs> because there are a lot of Scientology churches and missions. Yeah, they have missions uh, in, in my neighborhood. I'm getting invited to a lot of movie premieres. A lot of people are coming up to me on the street and saying, hey, nice beard, you look stressed, and offering me a test. <laughs> But I will say this, though, their marketing campaigns are very impressive on how elaborate they get and how they get you. Every so often, they'll get you. Where, okay, so the recent one in my neighborhood is I've been walking by this uh, big Scientology church, and they have all this open parking, just this entire pristine parking lot, giant spaces. In this very expensive neighborhood, it's like around here. Imagine there's a giant parking lot just across the street. <laughs> And uh, they own it, and all right, I'm listening. Like, what what do I got to do to to have access to that? I I will I will believe almost anything for that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, L.A. real estate is also a nightmare. I uh, I love that we got paid in edibles at this show. This I'm, you got this is I mean both. Every stereotype of the city has come true in the best way possible since I've been here. Uh, I like it. I, when I moved to California, I, I, I started stand-up comedy in Austin, Texas, and I lived there for a very long time. And then I moved to L.A., and I got my medical card right away because I'm sick. I have the same disease all of you have. I was sick of looking for my own dealer. So I got the state of California to find me one. And it's great. I like it a lot. I feel I feel bad for like old school drug dealers though, right? Pro, you know, sixty percent of this audience I would gather at some point in their lives, right? I mean, same. Uh, I feel bad. You know, people are people are all for it. It's you know, it's legal in California. I think it's great and awesome, and it should have been for a very long time. But everyone you know, or at least you had friends who made a lot of money doing that, and like that was always such a weird interaction that's just gone. It's a small business that has been rendered obsolete by big pharma. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Does that does that work here? Does people in San Francisco care? <laughs> About agribusiness and how the weed industry is going to be great, but then going to just. Monsanto's going to have them. That'll be fun, right? Uh, is there someone raising their hand? Do you have a, an interjection? So people in Humboldt, all the mom and pop people that are really upset. Yeah, absolutely, right? It's, so I'm just saying, like, drug dealers are getting a bad rap uh, uh, there. Like, people, I think about them now, like, kind of an unsung hero, because everyone always got mad. They had this charade, like, uh, you're, you didn't want to go to your guy's house. Um, it's usually a guy, right? But you want to go to your guy's house because you're like, man, he's going to make me want to hang out with him, right? You had to have this, uh, you know, you can say what you're actually doing. It's all this, like, secret conversation that no one's having. But it never occurs to anyone that, like, maybe your drug dealer didn't want to hang out with you either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you're mad, you're going to go to his house. And he's going to give you drugs tax-free because it's a cash business, totally legitimate. We all get it. And, and then you're mad because he's going to make you watch a bunch of weird conspiracy theory videos on YouTube first. 
You were going to do that anyway when you got home. That's what I'm going to do. He gave me a playlist. You're going to put that guy out of business. <laughs> Bummer. My, uh, my dad's a grandfather. My brother's a dad. I'm an uncle. I could have set that up better. Uh, <laughs> I'm an uncle. I have a nephew. I have a niece, too. She's really young. I have a nephew that's starting to, like, become a real, a real human, a real human person, and that, that's awesome. So my name is Joe, and I'm an uncle. I'm an Uncle Joe. That's a big responsibility, right? There's so many. It's like a, it's like a sitcom trope. Uncle Joey, are you kidding me? <laughs> Who does stand-up? This Okay, I'm the most cliche person here. I've won. I, I took it back. Uh, um, it's a big responsibility because the uncle is an interesting spot to be in. Are any uncles in here? Stay, ooh, I love that. That's a good one. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I feel less of a, a stay-at-home uncle than uh, like a culturally I'm a stepdad. You know what I mean? Like I don't want kids of my own, but I like other people's kids. Like my brother's, his, his nephew, or my nephew, um, there's no wiggle room with the uncle. You think of your uncles, right? Either the uncle is the best family member or the worst family member, right? And I got a big decision to make. Which way am I going to go? You know, I got I to gotta figure it out. Who am I? I got a, I got a chance here. This is sibling rivalry. We're, we're doing it again. I got, a, I got a big chance here to figure out which am I going to be a face or a heel. You know what I mean? Are <laughs> you wrestling fans? I know what I am going to do is I am going to teach him the bad words. That's, that's the real goal, right? That's the whole point of being an uncle. That's why they invented them. Is you're going to teach them the swear words and what a skateboard is. And, <laughs> and then tell all the stories about what you did to his dad because he's your little brother. Um, and uh, so that's what I'm definitely going to do. I'm going to teach him the bad words. Absolutely. And I'm writing them down. Like, what are the best ones I'm going to teach him? But, you know, it's like, which bad words? There's different categories. Because, again, that's a big choice. Like, am I going to do the more traditional word, bad words to teach him? You know, like, fuck and shit and, and motherfucker. That's a good one. Or am I going to teach him other bad words like patriarchy and gentrification? You know what I mean? Like, things he needs to know about around here. <laughs> Thank you for the snaps. <laughs> I, uh... I live with my girlfriend. We've been together for a long time. She's great. She's wonderful. Um, uh, we, we get along so well because we both hate the same things, right? That's, sometimes that's what you bond over. Like, we really just hate the same things, and right now that thing is me. And, uh, and so we get together. We get along really well. We can have a common enemy, you know what I mean, that bonds people. She likes to make fun of me a lot for things that I used to be into and am not into anymore. Uh, you know, you're, you know, you get to know someone, you tell, share about embarrassing things from your past, but she just laughs at me no matter what it is. And, uh, that's not fair, right? I guess that's what modern romance is. Just two people shaming each other for past decisions that they've made. But no matter what it is, you go, you know, if you come to our house, like in the evening, you might hear us having like a fight, something I'm trying to win, some argument that I have to win. I don't know why, but it's, I'm in an indefensible position because, you know, people used to be into stuff that you're not into anymore because it was embarrassing or whatever, right? Everyone's got their guilty pleasures. So you walk by our house late at night and you hear me defend uh, my position and I'll be saying something like, hey, Limp Biscuits underrated, all right? <laughs> you know who also wore a fedora in high school? Frank Sinatra, all right? <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to throw it back on her. 
ask her if she's ever done anything that's ever been considered uncool. And I asked her that, you mean to tell me you've never done anything uncool before? And she goes, no, of course not. And that's not true. That can't be true. It's never been true. And I know it's not true for her because when she was in high school, my girlfriend did slam poetry. Now, now, for those of you not snapping in the back of the room, slam poetry is this little known art form where you write down your own poetry and then you get up on a stage and you admit it <laughs> to people. Weird. Could you imagine? Ugh. We do like the same TV shows, so that's helpful, right? When you can watch the same types of TV shows. Um, we've discovered that uh, we both really, really like shows uh, that have uh, rapists in them, <laughs> right? The more rapists that are, in, that, are, that, that are part of a show, the better. And so she watches the show Law & Order SVU, right? She loves it. Yeah, she loves it. And I watch, you know, I watch a lot of Sports Center, and, uh, and so we can get along. We can get along real well. Was that the light? Not the light that I had? All right. Thank you guys so much. I'm Joe Fena. Appreciate you. Thank you, San Francisco. That was good. Uh, yeah, I had a thing to say, but then I forgot it because I ate some of the nuts. So there, that's that's what happens there. Uh, yeah, we can smoke pot in here. Absolutely, everyone's okay. Everyone's okay. We got all there. We go. We got smoke pot in here. Hell yeah, light it up. There's so much. Yeah, the air quality outside. This is if we smoke pot, it's way better air quality in here than it is out there. Uh, also, weed is is good for you. It supposedly cures cancer. So all the cancer that we'll get from breathing that stuff outside, we'll just cure it with the weed. That will. Is that how that works? I'm not sure how science works. The world is also tilted and. Um, 9.8 meters per second squared. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how the world. I don't know how the world works. But I know that your next comedian. Are you okay, or do you want to? You're gonna roll a joint and hang out, and you're gonna go up next. He's a cat dad. He got a haircut. He's got a cool mask on. He's he cares about his body. <laughs> He's super funny. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for Marty Cunny. Yay! Him. You know I don't care about my body. Come on. Give me some fucking credit here. What's up, guys? Uh, just turned 30. Yeah. A lot of people say, Marty, you worried you're, you're like getting older. You have to be much more mature. And I said, no. I was talking to my brother the other night. He's like five years older than me. Uh, I asked him what time it was, and he checked his watch, and he spilled his beer on his son. So I think the bar is set pretty low for me. I think I'm going to be all right. People are saying, Marty, you're 230. Do you feel older? Uh, I was like, no, not really. In fact, I'm finally starting to look my age. Because I've looked like this since I was 14 years old. And a lot of people say, oh, that's cool. You're like a mature, younger man. I was like, no, 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 no. I've looked like this since, since I was 14 years old. It's rough being in high school when it looks like you're not legally allowed within 300 feet of a high school. You know what I mean? People are like, what is this substitute teacher doing here? Is he raiding our lost and found? Is he just hanging out with all the freshmen all day? 
I look like a substitute teacher who teaches a class on racism. Like, <laughs> not like the history of racism, but like how to be more racist. <laughs> Pretty good at it. Um, it's been, it was, my, my birthday was September 25th, uh, which naturally means that I love Christmas. September 25th, December 25th, nine months. Uh, my parents fucked on Christmas. If you're a little slow on the uptake, guys. Had a very merry conception. There's probably a lot of frankincense and myrrh involved. Hopefully not three wise men. Uh, <laughs> you know, anyone here ever done their birthday math? No one. You're a Valentine's Day baby? You know what? Every single person who's a Valentine's baby knows they're a fucking Valentine's Day baby because that's like the only one you could be proud of. It's like, this was romantic. They meant, to, they meant it. They probably had hotel sex, which is disgusting, but, you know. Uh, anyone? No one's on their... What's your birthday? Uh, birthday is in February, so I guess that would be... It has a date attached to it too, doesn't it? Uh, you're pretty close to a Mother's Day baby, actually. Oh, wow. She got... She, there were some rose petals involved. You too? Uh, no. January 27th. Uh, so... Mother's birthday. Holy fuck. <laughs> weird. But that's probably a 420 birthday. Uh, so that makes a lot of sense for you. Uh, what? No. No one else? Your birthday, sir? September 29th? Oh, so you're a New Year's baby. Or in Britain, you'd be a Boxing Day baby. Uh, it's two boxes that night getting messed with. Oh, baby. <laughs> no, that's fun. It's fun. Birthday math is fun to do, but for some people, it's not so fun. There's a whole slew of 16-year-olds out there that were born on June 11th, 2002. A couple of people did that math pretty quick. Uh Talk about 9-11, babies. Guys, children conceived on 9-11. That's, that's rough. Because that, that could go... Yeah, why not? <laughs> what the fuck else are we going to do? Well, that could, right, it could go like one of two ways, right? Like, either you've got some like super patriotic parents that was just... I saw the whole thing go down on TV. They were like, oh, there's only one thing we can do right now. You get in the bedroom and you spread them. This one's for the troops, all right? <laughs> Option number two, uh, you've been a person of interest with the U.S. government since the day you were born. If the NSA is doing its job, you've been every, on every like bug list ever created. Uh, that's where your porn's been downloading so slow this whole time. <sighs> Imagine having that realization. They're 16 now. They can figure that out. Just, oh my God, I'm a 9-11 baby. The only thing that went down faster than Tower 2 is my mom's panties. Oh, God. It was an inside job. Oh. George Bush did it. No. No, I, uh, that's a little too much, guys, maybe. Uh, how about a palate cleanser? You guys want a little palate cleanser? You guys like dad jokes? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, here we go. This will make this go well. Um, when I die, I hope I'm not buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. Now you have to laugh at the 9-11 jokes or I just keep doing these. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I guess that was less of a dad joke, more of a mummy joke. Am I right, guys? Whoa! <sighs> Better keep that one under wraps. Oh, it doesn't stop, baby. <laughs> ah, shit. Uh, what was I going to talk about next? Um, I had a 23andMe done recently. Anyone have one of those done? Do you guys know what it is? It's like that, you know, take a test. They tell you what your ethnicity is based on your DNA. It was cool. I like sent it in and they sent it back and they said like, oh, you're like a mix of uh, Irish and Italian. And I was like, oh yeah. And they're like, yeah, that means you're like a hundred percent alcoholic. Right. So I was like, go alongside like maybe you can get from like the kind of DNA you have. And it just said cirrhosis of the liver. It's <laughs> like, that's not hereditary. They're like, yeah, but you didn't actually send in a DNA sample. It was just a swab of Jameson and Fernet. So we just we just took a best guess. I was like, ah, that makes a lot of sense. No, I had the I had the 23andMe done, and I took it in because I've been working with like special needs kids lately, and so I took it in. To, it's like a show and tell thing, and um, I show these kids that, and they were like, oh, this is cool. Can I get this done? And I was like, well, little Jimmy, I don't know if there's a 24andMe yet. <laughs> I don't know if the science is there. It's probably going to say you're like 115% European or something like that. <laughs> I don't think I need a test to know why you're so strong. Oh, dating, guys. Dating, huh? Dating's fun. I do do the dating apps, which is uh, not great for me because I'm, I'm too honest of a person. Uh, has anyone here using the dating apps at all or has ever... You know what it's about. Like, what does every girl say there that they like, right? They say they like, yeah, books. Books, wine, adventure, cars. I show up to the date in my PT Cruiser, drinking Franzia in my wizard's robe, reading my copy of Mein Kampf. They look at me like I'm some kind of asshole. I, this is what you wanted. You got to be more specific in your expectations, lady. Wow. I noticed one weird thing. A lot of, have you, I don't know, maybe you noticed this. A lot of girls in their profile will put in their like Instagram handle or like their Snapchat like name on there. And I'm being rejected by 99.9% .9 of these women, but they're like, Hey, st still follow my social media, please. Are you asking me to stalk you? <laughs> Cause challenge accepted. Like, <laughs> This used to be way harder, and now I get like a whole lifetime of photos. Just I was already gonna stalk you based on the four you provided, and <laughs> you're giving me access to everything. This is fucking great. But I try to be more creative with my stalking these days. I started stalking girls on Venmo, which is good. <laughs> I I see I keep seeing my ex, and I don't. I mean, it's confusing me because I'm like, who's this Brett guy, and why is he like eggplants and peaches so much? I don't. <laughs> I don't understand it. Started stalking a girl on LinkedIn. That's been fun. Uh, she's been getting a lot of like weird recommendations for skills. Like, she's a great gardener. She trims the hedges around her window really well. <laughs> great smelling trash. Stuff like that, you know? It's been fun. Hey, guys, how about some news, huh? Some news about the Jews. Um... 
There was actually a real news story lately. Facebook got in some trouble where they were... Uh, when you advertise on Facebook, you pick from like a drop-down menu of people who want to advertise to, right? So if you like you're advertising Birkenstocks, you can pick like old lesbians or something like that, you know? Get your demographic. And so this is a true story. Facebook, one of the drop-down menu items that you could advertise to was Jew haters. <laughs> Legit. And they were like, we don't know what happened. So it was our algorithm fucked up because it was right after like the, the Charlottesville protests, you know? So like there was a lot of crazy shit going on on Facebook. And I was like, this actually makes a lot of sense to me because my grandpa, grandpa keeps asking me why he gets ads for Tiki torches and Eddie Bauer outfits on his news feed. And my mom always told me he was a war hero. Never said which side. Uh, it's causing some uh, divide in our family. I, uh, I'm like I'm a fan of the Jews myself. Like I get along. I have a lot of good Jewish friends. In fact, I even play the Jewish piano. Uh, I'm an accountant. So <laughs> terrible industry to hate the Jews in. I'll tell you that much. Uh, how about some more June news, guys? Let's keep that train rolling. So um, when the really orthodox Jews do the circumcision, um, it, the rabbi actually uses his mouth to close off the incision. Yeah, which is, I think we can all agree, pretty weird. Uh, but there's been several reported cases in New York that these rabbis have been giving these kids herpes when they do it. <laughs> and as much as we like laugh at that, it's actually really dangerous for these kids. <laughs> Seriously, because they don't have the immune systems yet. They could get, they get like brain damage. Some of them die from herpes. But if they live, they eventually have to explain to people how they got herpes. <laughs> it's like, babe, no, it's cool. I got it from my rabbi. <laughs> I thought that was a Catholic thing. Like, nah, we do it too. Uh, now we got to fuck through this sheet. Uh, is that where they do it? I don't know. Is, what do they get if they make it to the bar mitzvah? HIV? Oh, sing with me, guys. Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, AIDS, Hava, Nagila, Hava. No one ever sings along. Ah, uh, oh, fuck. What else do I got for you guys? More Jew jokes. I'm just going to get them all out. Um, I went to a quinceanera recently. Uh, anyone here been to one of those? C. Oh, that's the right response, Sarah. Yeah, you're in the know. Um, Kids and years are weird. I, I don't really, I don't know. It's not just, it's any coming of age ceremony, right? Because that's where every culture says, like, you're not a child anymore. You're an adult, which essentially just means, like, you can fuck now. Uh, and every single one of these uh, coming of age ceremonies is under the age of 18, right? So we have some weird cultural things going on here. Uh, like the Jews, for example, the, the bar mitzvah is where you take a 13-year-old Jewish boy at his most, like, pimply face his most gangly body to his most crackly voice, his most Afro-y Afro. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you put him in front of a synagogue full of people and have him sing a language he doesn't speak. It's embarrassing shit to do as your first act as a man. Is, is, am I wrong? Uh, no. All right. Great. <laughs> 
But it's not as weird as the quinceanera. Uh, and tell me if I'm describing the quinceanera wrong. That's where you doll up a 15-year-old, put her in a pink wedding dress, and tell everyone, she's a woman now. <laughs> she's ready. She's ripe. Uh, so Latinos are having a come see how fuckable my daughter is party. And the Jews are having a come see how unfuckable my son is party. <laughs> Different strokes for different folks, I guess. And white people, glass houses and everything. No stones being thrown here. Because we still have, like, children beauty pageants. <laughs> so we're having, like, come see how fuckable my toddler is party. So we really can't talk. Uh, I think I'll leave it at that, guys. Thanks so much for coming out. Yeah, I was waiting for your cat dad jokes and you just didn't even, no, 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 I, I lit you, but I just use a finger cause I'm analog and like, so it's confusing for people. They're like, where is she coming from? There's no light. That's cause I'm all like this. There's a, anyway, the world is now. I, one of the things that I lord over people's heads is that I've never internet dated. You talked a little bit about internet dating. Everybody keep clapping for Marty Cunny. Yay. Forgot to say that. He talks about internet dating for a second, and I've never internet dated um, because I'm better than you. Also, because I've, no, it's one of the only things I hold. There are three things that I hold above people that I'm like, ha ha. I've never internet dated. I've never had a smartphone, and I've never watched the movie Titanic. I know, right? I'm like, oh, everybody loves this movie? Not me. No, the, the majority of my positive life decisions have been made out of spite. Your next comedian, he's an amazing human being. I was thinking about you all day. You kept popping into my head with your bird dance, which I haven't seen you do in a super long time, but it's so cute. He does this jump. I'm too old to do it, actually, to act, do act outs anymore, but he jumps up and down and does this thing with his head, and, and not that I'm asking you to do it. I was just thinking about it all day. Like It popped into my head three I was like, oh, we get to see Clay now, and hopefully maybe Anyways, there are many, many jokes. He's a very incredibly funny guy, and he's big. He's getting bigger in everywhere in LA, and he's being seen shows all down in LA with the. Fl I've been seeing all this stuff. You've been really blowing up and working hard and being awesome, and we get to see him right now! Yay! So clap your hands together wildly for Clay Newman! Yay! Yeah, Pam, always good to see you. Mutiny Radio's looking good. This is the first time in a while where, like, this is actually a stage where I can do the bird dance and not die. Like, usually, I don't know if anybody's been to Mutiny Radio before. Uh, a year ago, this was just sticks. Like, not even, not even in a pile. Just, like, sticks thrown about randomly. There's no reason for it. It could have just been the floor. It would have been easier. Uh, one more time for Marty. I didn't know you could look... Fucking more like a ski instructor, but you got the mask now, and it's just official. Like, Marty is like the ski instructor, just like, hey, I don't need help getting in the lift. All right. <laughs> Strong hands. Okay. You know, the atheists have a, a coming of age tradition as well. I actually took part in that one. I didn't really have a bar mitzvah. I did the atheist one. The atheist coming of age tradition is the day you find your father's pornography. <laughs> Oh, you are a man that day. 
It's not really about you becoming an adult. It's about making the adults in your life come down to your level. That's really more what it's about. You've just been hunting for it your whole life. And there it was in the master bathroom. They're just sitting there the entire time. Just already turned to the fold out. I love you, Dad. I like your style. <laughs> Says, uh, I, I love like what's happening right now like like in a very dark way i think this is kind of cool to see san francisco be a shitty place again like with all the smoke outside it's uh it's just a little context la friend san francisco this place used to be stabby like this used to be not a good neighborhood like people used to just fucking smoke crack in your face just aggressively for no reason just like i'll blow it in your mouth you blow it back in mine like i didn't sign up for this and I got to say, as like a smoker of about 10 years, I feel at home right now. This is good. Like, I feel like I got superpowers, not the right word, but like, I'm like a marauder, you know, like, like I'm not, I'm not a superhero by any means, but I'll definitely fucking steal your shit and leave your family for dead right now. Like, that's where I'm at. This post-apocalyptic San Francisco is I'm just looking at you fucking pink lunged people. I'm just going to steal your precious lungs. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I'll figure it out. Make necklaces, probably. That's what marauders do. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. The weed is a problem, comedy-wise. That is the thing. Like, I did have, like... A pretty good list of new shit to work on. There's like, Muni Radio is inspiring. Like, I came up with a lot of new, I wasn't texting during your sets. I was being inspired and writing new material. I've forgotten all of it. <laughs> I forgot, like, I guess I'm like, this is, I'm trying to be meta and not unprofessional. I'm just like guiding guys like my unprofessionalist by being meta, but I'm not going to check the phone. That's, that's giving up. That's giving up. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's how like that's how you know you're in your fucking thirties, Marty. Like, never Google again. That's like an official thirty-year-old. It's just like, no, I will decide what Fleetwood Mac's first album is. Like, I know the answers there, but it's like this is about me right now, not you, Siri. You guys fuck with Siri. Yeah, phone with it every once in a while. I like it, man. Like I always do. I said, like I got, when I got my phone. Uh, like at first, I was very drunk when I got it. I was excited. I set it up, and I'd forgotten that I told Siri to call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm realizing now. I think that's how it pops up in like the emails I send, which is a problem. Like you know how you get an email and it's like from. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Asiento. 
Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket, March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Yeah. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. 